Hey guys, Lance Zerline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. Time to remember yesterday's John and Lance show. Kind of. Yeah. And then it was Oklahoma. Uh, I don't. It's the most lopsided ship talk. Ooh. Um, cuddle. That month bleeper doesn't ever say the prayers. Mm. Don't you bring this up on the radio. I, I believe, believe that, that we, we will win. win. Do it, Del. Do it. <laughs> no. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. Taste the biscuit. Taste the goodness of the biscuit. Taste the honey sauce. Taste the goodness of the biscuit with the honey sauce. Don't get that honey sauce on me. I don't like the way it tastes with my chicken wings. What is this? Taste the biscuit. Taste the goodness of the biscuit. Wow. This is a long way from... What was it, Dickie Dale? Yeah, yeah. Long way. long way from Dickie Dale. So, uh, good morning, everybody. John and Lance, I don't know what this song is. Something about chicken wings. That's all I heard. But I do know that uh, the Rockets are now a 500 basketball team. The Kings aren't very good without De'Aaron Fox. They're just not. That's, that's not a good basketball team. And But but I, I went last night, and I, a, a couple of things that... that I saw up uh, up close. I was, you know, I, but that you can see that you can't see on TV. How close were you? I wasn't. I was in the stands. I mean, I, was, I wasn't on the floor. I wasn't on the floor. I wasn't. Yeah. I was in the stands. I mean, I didn't see him, so yeah. I can't speak did to where he was. Did you spend any time in the Lexus Lounge? I did not. I did not go to the Lexus Lounge. Did you have a pass? I did not. I did not have a pass. No. I, I, I'm filthy. just a man of the people. That's all. That's all. Just a man of the people. A <laughs> couple of things. The Fred Van Vliet thing where he can't shoot in, inside the arc is real. Okay. That's oh, no, one it's thing. it's like real. seven years old now. Jabari Smith took over the beginning of the game and uh-huh. then really didn't, didn't cruise. But Jabari Smith He's got great is, stroke, going to be he? a, is going to be a very – he's going to be, be better than Jalen. He's going to be a very good player. Um, you know, they're going to be different. Uh, yeah. Jalen had a good game. Jaylen I know you'll get to bad, that. Yeah. But – Jabari, the the overreaction to the Jabari stuff when he's a, a young player learning to play still is, and really all the Rockets, but or they, you know, most of them, but the ones who are left, uh, the Jabari thing. Jabari had has a beautiful stroke. He's really got a good stroke for a big man. It's a repeatable stroke. Yeah. So once he locks it in, he's going to be a good three point shooter. He was a good shooter uh, in the SEC from a little different distance, but he's going to be. Like, he's going to be yeah. a good player. He can defend. I think he still needs to gain weight and get stronger. Yeah, I think I think so, too. But he has got a sweet stroke. He does play defense. He plays defense hard. He's a good defender. Um, I think that he, he is. He's going to be a, if not a star in this league, he is going to be a solid, solid, solid pro. Uh, Jalen is, Jalen is good. Jalen is, uh, you know. Jalen in a in a twenty five thirty five point game for most of the night was just a plus thirteen, 
and and he still you know he still does a lot of stuff that you're just like hmm. but he is so athletic so athletic and he's Jalen is Jalen's going to be good they didn't even need Dylan Brooks last night Dylan Brooks was there just didn't had just a, a block game he didn't even need him Shingun played hard defensively he does play he want he had one time where yeah, who was going against him? He just did a, a spin move, and 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 Shingun grabbed him, and he finished at the basket, which was dumb. But other than that, you know, Shing, and then there was a time when Shingun just said, about early third, middle third quarter, I think, he just said, "This is my game," and he just took it over offensively. Um, I can see why Cam Whitmore, a coach, would not be happy with Cam Whitmore. Why? Just his demeanor, just his demeanor on the court. He. He's got a laissez-faire, or I'm pissed off, or I'm bored, or well, he that. hasn't played much this year, so he might. I have, think, but that's not his job to be pissed off. They're trying to win games. No, right, right, right. No, it's just I think his just his face. He's got a standing B face. He does. He just is. He just is. He just doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't look like he's. And I could see where he may, you know, and he was good. I mean, he was three or five. He put, he 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 was he was active and everything else. But I could see where uh, email come, come sit here. I come sit by me now. I know you're. You know what? Until you get that 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 attitude, whatever attitude it is, that until I can't see it anymore. I think you're. He's going to be now. He's going to be good. He is he's going very to be talented. good. He's very talented. He's very talented. But is he? <clears throat> emotionally mature that's it uh, that's, that's kind of what you're talking look about at, that's why he fell as far as he did right because every coach i think looks at him and goes well, remember can't... this is what bothered people at the workout yes this is it's, exactly it's what it's the too cool for school demeanor and attitude like he was they acted there was comments we can go back and find them that it was like he didn't even want to be there and yeah. things like that now maybe that is just a natural maybe it is is people judging a book by its cover, and that's not who he is. And they just they they're reading it wrong. But whatever it is, yeah, there's a reason he fell. There's also a medical concern, I guess. But yeah, there is a uh, there was a concern about attitude and 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 not character, but just kind of attitude yeah. and and not showing up, I guess, on time to some of the workouts. Not no, it was feeling like he didn't want to be there. Some of the teams said I, that. You can just see it from his demeanor. I mean, and maybe it is it's, it's misreading him. I don't I don't know, but I could you can certainly see you can glean that from just watching him. Uh, just watching him for the tw- 15 minutes, 12 whatever minutes he was on the floor that fourth quarter. You're just like, "Wow. Here's a, uh, Jay Sean Tate is going to be part of the rotation all year." Well, as long I mean, as he stays healthy. Well, that's obvious. I mean, he he's just he's, is so He's active. been part of the rotation since game one. Yeah, right. And it's because he plays Ime Odoka type of ball where he is going to be, he's active. He's not, he's not a mega athlete, but he plays hard and he's got some good basketball intelligence. And uh, yeah, he's, he's much more likely to play a Jay Sean Tate than a Cam Whitmore. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Jay Sean is so, so active doing so many little things. Just you know, swiping at balls, getting rebounds, blocking out, doing everything that you just that a coach loves. I could sit. Jay Sean Tate is going to be part. When everybody's healthy, Jay Sean Tate. Even when Tari comes back, I think Jay yeah. Sean Tate's got to still be a part of the rotation. Aaron Holiday is another guy like that that is as active as it gets. Um, it. I think there's a you know, with Kevin Porter Jr. gone. You know, there's a place for Aaron Holiday to actually be on the floor, and he probably will be. Well, I mean, you know, he he played plenty yesterday, and yeah. 
And uh, it's he may starting to figure out his rotation. The team's looking. Look, you played Sacramento twice. You were ahead of Sacramento by damn near forty points at one point yesterday. No. I know De'Aaron Fox wasn't there. <clears throat> yes, they're not the same team. They were only held under a hundred four times last year. Only four times. The Rockets have already done it twice. Well, so, but both times without De'Aaron Fox. Well, Shangun afterwards. Speaking of which, of that defense, held them to under hundred. Listen, they had sixty after three quarters. And then for you know then 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 the bench is empty, and here come here and here come the subs and and they take care of, uh the, you know they just played their way they just in play it out yeah they yeah. just played it out but here's Alper and Shangun about their defense. We are playing like an animal right now, like you know out there like a wild like you know everyone is tough and physical, everyone is helping each other you know, and nobody like when nobody getting easy points anymore you know. We run him back, offensive run, everything. We does everything right now, you know. And uh, we need to, I think, keep it up this uh, all year. And uh, we're not going to let anyone mess with us this year, you know. See, this is how simple something like Kevin Porter Jr. out of the rotation, off the team, frankly. Well, I think it's more it's more email. But than but it's but well, I, I was I was going to tie it into their assistant turnover stuff, which is way better than last year. Um, and then most importantly, as you said. Having a Steven Silas who let young guys run all over him, it's not just just it, it is mostly the coach, but it's also getting some veterans in there in in important places like not just a veteran who's on the bench. Oh, well, we'll get John Wall. Or we'll just go get a veteran, throw him on the team. No, you need veterans who mm-hmm. are in 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 leadership positions in the starting lineup. So that takes now complete, they had to get John Wall because of the financial. Well, I know, yeah. but I'm talking about people acting like well, John Wall's a veteran. He knows. John Wall was one who helped no. take him to the strip club in Miami during COVID. He's Stop. the one that took him. Yeah. So uh, what we're talking about is and getting left him there. Is getting veterans, and a lot of people are resistant to that because they thought it would break up. Like you're breaking up the core of KPJ and Shingoon and and Jalen Green and and you know Jabari Smith. They already have a young core. I get it. I get why the thought was, but you needed to get rid of KPJ so you could have this young core <laughs> learn from Dylan Brooks and learn from Jeff Green and learn from uh, Fred Van Vliet. Because you hear how excited Shingun is about getting stops and defense and playing like animals. Dude, he was Del, young. Del, hold on a second. I'm there, there. Del, are we okay with him calling these guys? A, 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 do we give him a pass because he's a foreigner? Because he said animals and then we're, we're, we're well, wild out there. We're wild to, animals. He's referring to himself, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I just don't. Shingun gets a pass. In this, in this day and age, we got to be careful. He's allowed because he's on the team. Now, if he was Alprin Shingoon for Space City, whatever they call themselves now, and he says the Rockets are out there like wild animals, that's a that's a what if he that's was a Trevor Bauer? What if he said we're of, all a bunch well, of he, savages? Well, savages is accepted. Wild animals, I don't know. But, Who was the white wide receiver for the Eagles? Riley, oh, Cooper? Riley Cooper. Yeah, what if Riley Cooper? Riley Cooper didn't call people savages. He called people a completely different racial slur. Well, so you're asking is me. It that's okay? not, is it okay no, to say it? No, that's not okay. But it, saying that you're playing like a bunch of wild animals, what he's supposed to say is dogs. Yeah. It's like he hasn't. He doesn't know all well, of the... the well, a dog is an animal, so he's like, I can say that. Generally, no, dogs aren't dogs wild. Huh? Uh, we, we're out there like some dogs. He we're can say that. Yeah, dogs, but in yeah. Turkey, they probably eat dogs, so it's probably he's thinking oh, of different man. animals. I right? cannot believe the Turkish community has to deal with this at 7, right? 12 we, in the morning. He came in trying after, to... 
cast aspersions. No, hold on, hold on. You came in here trying to cast aspersions on the Rockets' young, and as Lance would call him, young Olajuwon, or or young Joker. Um, He's but, taking shots at him but, this but, morning? But now, after you, 12 assists, you flipped it on yourself. No, you, no, I'm just saying... It, that he probably he he's comes from a different no, culture. No, you're just he saying, doesn't know stuff. Okay? Was, oh my gosh! Oh, let's let's reverse what you said. You said that we got a break now. We could call. He might say we have got he might break say dogs, but, but listen, people in Turkey Todd eat said we have to hit breaks. <laughs> you said you said he we could, he you might say him. dogs, but people in Turkey eat dogs, so that's probably they why could he would eat say dogs. They could. I don't know. Did you, you did don't he know? say could? They could. What I'm about Italians? Sure. Do but, Italians eat dogs? Uh, yeah, I'm sure we. Yes, I'm sure we do. And uh, listen, I was in Europe. Yes, the stuff that happens to what a, the lost dogs. What a yes, wild, wild segment. The, what a wild four minutes. Boy, everything was going fine. Some good rockets. The Rockets talk. won three in a Shingun, row. I was excited to talk about Shingun. Look at his attitude about defense now. He's getting excited and happy. Yeah. And John drops dog eating by Turks. You know, I'm just saying that could that he he's in it from a different culture. Okay, that's all so you have to say. Give him a pass. That's all you had to say. You have to give him a pass. That's all you had to say. You didn't go well. He wouldn't use dogs because he could eat dogs. That's you didn't have to say that. You don't know. I you're right. I don't know. Okay. But you sh- next time you, you're at the game, use your media pass, and next time you see Shingun, ask and him. Ask him. Hey, yeah, just, you, just go point wait, blank. You probably him. go. I don't know. You don't know. He would probably, probably have an answer. No, you might know. And if you don't, get, if if Ime hears that question while he's talking to somebody else, like, hold on, one second. Hold on, one second. Hey, who is that? <laughs> get him out of here. And who is that? Get his pass. And John would say, we hey, gotta you got a pass too, buddy. We you gotta... don't want me to ask questions about you. Guess what? Whoa. I'll be even closer to the floor next time, Ime. Ime, you don't want me. You can't me, get rid of me. You don't me. want me asking you questions, Ime. Exactly. <laughs> time for you to talk about underdog. It was some. There was some Coors your Lights. Rock, there's this your is how we segment. know in the first segment how much he was Coors Lighting last night. <laughs> hey, let's talk about uh, Underdog Fantasy. You know, Underdog Fantasy, it is, I mean, it's 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 football season without question. But, you know, basketball season, we just got done talking about basketball. So, of course, it's basketball season as well. And a great way to watch basketball and to enjoy basketball and have a little more interest in all the different games are their pick'em challenge and the pick'em contest. And it's not really a contest. You're not going against other people so much as you're going against yourself. There is daily fantasy in basketball. There's daily fantasy in football. But with the pick'em element, you really get a chance to make more money very, very quickly. And it's real money. And it's legal here in the state of Texas. You pick between two and five players you select whether or not they'll go higher or lower than one of the stats that they have listed. You can pick whatever your favorite stat is. Like, Shingun was three and a half assists in the first game of the year. That was a joke. That was going to go way higher, and it did. Then you uh, do what you usually do at nights. You just watch the games. And so if you pick between two and five players, you go higher or lower, and you pick them correctly, you're going to win. You pick five correctly, you win 20 times your money in a single game. Build your dream team today. Go to their easy-to-use mobile app or underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with the promo code Lance, and Underdog's going to double your first deposit up to $100. Plus, new customers will receive a mystery special pick live in their Pick'em Lobby. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code Lance. Get your first deposit doubled up to $100. You must be 18 or older and present in the state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Conservative play call 800-GAMBLER. Visit ncpgambling.org.
ESPN 97.5. Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Lance and John. Let's scratch that. Reverse it. So Craig Council got a uh, eighty a forty million dollar deal, five year forty million dollars from the Cubs. Leaves just a couple days later, man. The Cubs just wanted him bad, so he goes. Council goes for the Cubs, which eliminates him from Astros contention. <clears throat> Ken Rosenthal says that while Dana Brown wants a USA Today reported that Dana Brown wants Joe Espada is pushing for Joe Espada. Ken Rosenthal said, "Well, Jim Crane wants a bigger name." What? <clears throat> I don't. I don't even know this Jim Crane. Like no. the Jim Crane that came in was, it was frugal because he understood they couldn't win, so he wasn't making dumb signs. He made really smart decisions. Yeah, he made smart decisions. Then he went and got a guy who had already been a, a, a loser on another team, and fans were like, "AJ Hinch, this guy wasn't. He is already a well, losing yeah. manager." He was not a popular, big, famous name. No, he went and got Jeff Leno, who behind the scenes was, you know, highly respected analytics guy. Went in a completely different direction, had smart hirings across. Well, he the went board. with Bo Porter for but years it, first. <clears throat> well, at first that was yeah, a yeah. placeholder, yeah, more yeah, likely, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he went AJ Hinch. But he, he I mean, this. Well, we don't know how many decisions behind the scenes. Well, we he know was Reed actually, Ryan was one. Well, right. Well, Reed Ryan was the business side. I know, yeah. but the decisions he's making have been since that time have been a little concerning. Uh, he says, "Hey, Jeff Bagwell, we need to get away from the analytics stuff and get more to guys like Jeff Bagwell and Reggie Jackson." Okay, no one doubts their ability as baseball players. No one says they don't. They, they don't know the sport of baseball, but building teams is a different thing. The idea that of going from how you handle the the bullpen to Jim Crane has no GM, so he ends up signing a Montero to a three-year overpriced deal for a guy who's not even a closer. That was wild. An older player and well, a brave. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But, okay, okay. let's, just go, back. let's go back to Joe Espada. Okay. Joe Espada has never managed a big league club. And if you're going to give him, you probably got to give him a three-, four-year deal when you give him a, uh, whatever deal you give him. <clears throat> if he's not ready for it, because you don't know if he's ready for it, if he's not ready for it, then you're stuck with that. Now, you might have to make a decision on early and pay him off, whatever the case may be. It's just money, but it is Jim Crane's money. It's not our money. Um, so far, the managerial decisions that they've made have paid off. A.J. Hinch was really good. Bo Porter was a placeholder, like you said. A.J. Hinch was really good. Then you got brought in Dusty Baker. They made really good managerial decisions. Dusty was perfect for the job when he came in here because of the scandal. So now you're taking, you're going into another era, an era where you're trying to hold on to what you've had for the last seven years and try to maintain that. Is uh, you do you want a guy? Maybe Jim Crane doesn't want a guy with no experience. Here's what I've heard: anybody can manage the Astros. I've been told right. this a thousand times. It's the players. It wasn't Dusty. Dusty walked into a place where any manager could have won. We have all said that. Well, Everyone I, says I that. I believe that, that. I don't believe that that is the case. But I do believe there is something, to, absolutely something to that. If you've got good players, you're going to win baseball games. And, but but and the manager of, makes a difference on four, five, six games a year with his 
lineup decisions, with his relief appearance decisions, with, you know, you got days off of uh, th- those substitutions. Who knows this team? <clears throat> who knows this team and who does this team know? Well. They know Espada. They know Espada. Um, they absolutely do. And, and they yeah, you're right. And who Both knows these players? Know because we've seen people know he knows Altuve. He knows Bregman, who's up and down, up and down. He knows Kyle Tucker. There is a comfort level if you're looking to extend the idea that it has to be that it's a big name. Well, well, I mean, maybe that's well, overstated about, just yes, because right. everybody. Maybe it's experience that he's talking about as opposed to a big name. And maybe it's, listen, we don't know how Joe, Joe Espada is going to react when the bullets are flying at the biggest games because the Astros are in the biggest games in the postseason and how he's going to react. Well, we know he's pretty good in that one game. He was pretty good in that one game, and allegedly he did make the decision uh-huh. to hit uh, Yiner. Both those decisions. Yeah, 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 he made both of those decisions. Yiner first and then, and then Singleton second. Right, Yeah, right. Uh, when Dusty had been kicked out, and... We got we got that from a pretty reliable source who got it inside the Astros that Dusty actually didn't make those calls. Right. He was back. He wasn't in the tunnel. He was just back in the uh, locker room. You cannot have a phone with you. That's illegal in all sports to yeah, have but, a phone. Yeah, I don't know if you heard. We do illegal stuff. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, um, I, I, I I am. It is a bit concerning that it's about a name. Who cares about a name? No one cares about a name. I mean, not but the Astros. I do. But but is there something to when you're doing this, would you like to have a guy who's had some postseason experience and some postseason ex- success? Espada has had postseason experience. Well, yeah. And not he, as a manager, but he right, has, and right. he knows the team. And you're you're expanding and extending with veteran team, a team with a heavy, a heavily Latin American influence where Espada knows the, the locker room. I just think that this – I feel like the Astros have been, in the last couple of years, have been getting away from their core – it, what I thought was their core philosophy and ideology, which I thought made them different than everyone else and special, is that they trusted, they trusted certain numbers and metrics. They found, you know, pitch. They found guys who had the ability to get better as pitchers because of spin rates and all the stuff that Brent Strom was doing and 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 they, what they were doing on the developmental side in the minor leagues. A lot of those guys are gone. I just, I don't know. I thought that it wasn't about name. It was about. Style. Jim Crane played college baseball, so he understood the sport and didn't. It wasn't one of these like Drake McLean. Let's get let's get this and let's get that. And we need somebody who will who will get the fans out there to the park. And it's it, I I just I worry that the Astros. I've already seen it with last off season, and hopefully it doesn't happen again with Dana Brown there. But Jeff Bagwell having such a big voice in the organization, and 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 even his his bio on the. Astros website is he's in charge of so much like it just seems like they're getting away from the core concepts and core values that they set forth when Jim Crane you know helped build this team up and put the right people in place that's what I'm getting worried about it doesn't make a lot of sense to me why they're going in such different directions yeah. why are you running away from who you are um yeah I just it it really doesn't I'm when when I saw that a name who cares about a name who cares I mean, let's 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 get over the name of the guy, and let's you know because we we did we 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 got a, a name in Jose Abreu, as opposed to a guy that you know is uh, in his prime, and you know, listen, Jim Crane has uh, it, the criticism of Jim Crane is probably a bit undeserved. The dude has brought us into a place that we've never been before as a city and any sports team, any team, period. Any team here ever, Jim Crane has brought us to a place. And now, you know, I just, 
it it does seem a bit concerning. But you know what? Hopefully this just continues and continues because he's got a lot. There are a lot of big decisions going forward over the next couple of years. And I would hope that he listens since he hired Dana Brown. I would hope that he listens to Dana Brown. Yeah, yeah. That's what's strange is Dana Brown has been like. It feels like Dana's fighting to have yeah. have the voice that he probably expected to have. When he says he's got to go through Bagwell and Jackson, and I, I don't know. I mean, maybe you want to believe that Dana Brown as a GM has has the most juice in that building other than the owner, but the owner seems more more hands-on than he maybe previously was under Leno. Yep. All right, 726 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. We'll get to the Texans on the other side. A lot of stuff after uh, D'Amico met the media yesterday after we watched the film, so we'll talk about that. And there's a lot of chatter about this team right now. Maybe uh, overreaction. We'll talk about it on the other side. But right now, I'm talking about dip. I'm talking about dip. That's right, dip. All you need to do is is if you're dipping, then with all with a p, with a p, dip. Lance, he made some com- He made some comments though that were in- inappropriate. No, I- huh? Okay, so I make sure everybody knows I'm talking about dip, dip. And here's the deal is if you're looking for that dip that's not going to harm you, how about hemp in a pouch made of hemp and it's got CBD oil? So much so, the CBD oil is so cool and so good that CBD American Shaman says we want this in our stores and in select stores and more and more stores every day because you guys are going in there and you're saying, hey, you got this uh, 975 dip, you got the Canstead, you got the Dew Blend because this is what we're looking for. We're looking for hemp in a pouch made of hemp with CBD and Getting out of that tobacco and getting out of that nicotine. If you want to wean yourself or if you're somebody that wants to start, you, you know what? I, I just want to see the sensation. I want, what's, what's the deal? If you've never dipped before, this is a great way to start. And you go, hey, I really like this. And oh, by the way, it's not harmful. It's got CBD oil in it, which is good. And you can play to whatever you do. Whatever you're doing and the reason that you're dipping, uh, it's a lot better and it's a lot safer. So go to 975dip.com or select CBD American Shaman Stores. SPN 97.5. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. That uh, drive, that final. Boy, boy, look at the. Had they lost that game yesterday, everybody would just be. And, and CJ played well. Although CJ started poorly. In that game, he missed uh, uh, more than a few throws early on in that game. Yeah, uh, oh, the first even... throw of the game was in the ground for Tank. That's hard to even remember. Yeah, in yeah. The beginning of the little... game, he sailed one. Now little Tank also route. had one right in his hands that he dropped. He dropped. That he dropped in the first half, which he doesn't do. Yeah, that comeback route was at his feet in the yeah. right slot, and then after that, it was like, well, I guess I'll throw for four seven. I guess I'll have to throw for four, four seven. He was perfect in the second. I mean, perfect in the second half. He, although he started slow, um, so that that drive. Look at the difference. Instead of three and five, heading to Cincinnati, who's playing fantastic football, six and a half point favorites, and it probably goes up. You think it goes up or down? Six and a half. Um. Uh, well, Jamar Chase is banged up. I mean, the big yeah, money. Jamar Chase is, yeah, his back is hurting. But even still, the way that they're playing right now, Cincinnati, they are good. The, I think it's going to go up. You do? No matter what Houston did, it's still 
since he's the hot team and since he is the since he could be a Super Bowl team again. I mean, this is you just look around and it's almost process of elimination. We just can't find teams that are really I don't I don't know that I'm buying it with the Eagles at eight and one. It doesn't feel like the Eagles last year. It's not doesn't feel the, exactly the same. Uh, I thought the Cowboys outplayed them, and that San Francisco. We need to see Brock Purdy play well again at some point. You look in the AFC. Josh Allen still doesn't have a run game. He's still going to be heavily, you know, influenced by the games are going to be influenced by. He has to. I carry think they're going to be all right. The Bills. Yeah, I think they'll be all right. But can they get to a Super Bowl with his turnovers? Well, hey, well, not, I don't. I don't think it's that. I think it's him carrying the entire team. Yeah, it's just too much. Yeah, Lamar too Jackson much. hasn't yeah. proven that he can. Winning the playoffs, so you got Although, that. You when, got, they, when they play good teams, he shows. They show up. They're that's a good football team, and it, they're the, the exact opposite. No, the the Ravens. You saw oh, about Ravens, Lamar yeah. Jackson, but they got to do they're it in the, the exact opposite of Delphi. But not in the playoffs, they don't show up. Yeah, yeah they've right. played. I I think if we're we're drilling down and looking at it, they they had the two NFC teams come to town and they had those games at home. If you're and they won those games handily. If you're if you are making excuses, if you want to for the Dolphins, you go well. The first game against the Bills was in Orchard Park after the Bills lost the game to the Jets. And then the second game was in Philly after Philly lost to the, to the Jets again. And then obviously in Germany. The Dolphins have not had the benefit of playing a home game against one of those good teams. Who knows if that plays a factor. Um, you're going to have to win a game on the road in the playoffs at this point because the Chiefs have the tiebreaker and our game up. Um, but yeah. 0-3 oh, against teams with running records. Yeah. T- and 6-0 uh, against w- teams with I would say records. if you're looking at how they played against Kansas City – there's, I don't see there's that there much difference between them. That well, they weren't Kansas City's defense that good that held them. Like they've been good all year. Pretty, it's yeah. pretty sporty. Yeah. They're pretty sporty, but that yeah. good. Well, well yeah, Chris they've been Jones, good all year. Yeah, they have been. Their secondary uh, is their secondary is good. They have and some Spags big young players. Does a really good job. Yeah, he does. He yeah. does. Uh, I thought he gave. I thought he gave Miami fits at times with with some of the stuff he did. A lot of showing blitz and then backing out of it. A lot of zone dog stuff where he. You weren't sure who was coming, who was going. It yeah. was Spags did a good job. Is it going to be Chiefs again? And this is, I don't, you know, you don't have Tyreek Hill, so the offense is well, just not as explosive. It's yeah. just not. Well, they Travis Kelsey's great, up and down this Kelsey year. Was they don't nothing. have the same wide receiver. They're Kelsey's not as good at wide receiver. No, and, 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 and Mahomes' this season's not as good. But yeah. when you look at who's the MVP front runner, it gets really hard. Like, do we, th- this isn't the Kansas City team before, but guess what? They're probably on pace to go back to the Super Bowl. Probably. Well, let's talk about that for just a second. First, we'll hear from D'Amico. Here's D'Amico talking about CJ's growth as uh, as a rookie. Everything you get in this league, you have to earn it. Right? For me, you know, as a young rookie quarterback, it's not a lot of expectations or not too many expectations. Don't want to make it too weighty on him. Right? Starting out, and you just see how he's grown each and every week. And you see the more and more he can do for us. And, again, he's still learning. He's still growing. But some of the plays that he's able to make, right, you don't win games in this league unless you have a quarterback who can make those type of plays. right? And so he's continued to, on his way to becoming right, that guy. But you see the ability that he has. You see the leadership that he has. You see how his teammates, right, just they all believe in him. And that's what I've seen grow from once we drafted him till now, you just see him continue to grow each week. You see him to continue to just, I mean, put confidence in our entire team. And that's what, you know, I started to feel from that, the confidence that he puts in everyone around him. All right, so Dan Graziano wrote this. He wrote overreactions from week nine. 
the Ravens are going to be the number one seed in the, in the AFC, which is, he says, is not an overreaction. The Dolphins will flame out in the playoffs because they can't beat good teams. He says that's not an overreaction. He says C.J. Stroud is an MVP candidate and will be for years to come. Not an overreaction. Why not? If the Texans can finish the season with a winning record and Stroud is playing like this, he's definitely going to show up on some MVP ballot ballots. Does that make you a candidate or someone who got votes? If you get votes, you're a candidate, obviously. Well, yeah, but uh, I mean, you're playing well enough to get votes. I mean, obviously, you're yes, you're in the conversation. It's it, candidate. No, does anyone think CJ Stroud is an, a contender for an MVP? Well, is anybody a, okay? The 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 MVP of baseball came out and. If Betts is a, a finalist, and so is Freeman. But you know what's going on around Acuna. So are they candidates? Yes, but they're ha- still candidates. Yeah, but how? But is CJ Stroud going to be a top three guy? Because you just named like the three finalists. Well, I'll tell you this right now. If you want to know the truth, he keeps playing like this. He absolutely will well, be. Well, he's coming off a record-setting game, so yeah, I yeah. get I get why we're talking about it. But he but he also wasn't no, great the week he's before. Real, he's still fourteen and one. I mean, you look at the stats. They're four and four. A team that was supposed to be tip picking first or second. Yep. Fourteen and one is pretty impressive. Fourteen and one is really impressive. His yards, <clears throat> winning football games. I mean, there, there's He's, nothing yeah, about winning, him that's winning. winning. I mean, I know we're, we're. I think we're hesitant because it's C.J. Stroud and it's so. Close. No, I'm, I'm no, hesitant. Winning it's not games about C.J. Stroud. Relative, well, relative to wait. They've won way, already way more games. But not. He's not going to win as many as Joe Burrow. He's not no, going to no, win but, as many but, as Lamar. But, but listen, these awards. Are, are about expectations and exceeding not the MVP. Not yeah, MVP. sure it is. Sure it is. Most go, of, go show us the MVP that didn't have a high winning percentage. Uh, the NFL MVP is not about exceeding expectations. It's about stats. Well, again, and MVP, wins. if they keep on winning, if they continue well, to win. They're going to have to win double digits for him to, to, to. Okay, if they go, let's say, 10 and 7, which is not a cra- it's not crazy. I mean, even then, it'd still be hard if anyone else goes 12 and Five, thirteen, and four. Well, I mean, it's going to be hard. Maybe, but unless you know, because so you think he'll get an MVP vote? I think. Well, it's I mean, early. It's early. It's, yeah. it's early. It's early. But I, I would think right now. Okay, name the quarterbacks that that are are uh, well, right now. So I went and looked at this because I had to pick MVP for the NFL dot com. Uh, it's really hard. I mean, Mahomes is at like fifteen and seven. And I'm going touchdown to yeah. interception. Uh, Tua's got the best. Burrow, you know, Burrow's was down a little bit. Lamar's was lower. Um, it's not. It's it's a. Uh, Dak Prescott's is okay. You've uh, got, and then you got the non quarterbacks. Purdy, Purdy's out. The non quarterbacks are the best. Brown right? and Hill. Yeah, Brown. Honestly, Tyreek Hill and AJ Brown should be front runners if this were truly an award yeah. about most valuable player. They're having the best year. Yes. Uh, but Tua. You know, but if we know this Tua would run away league. with this if, if they could win a game against a winning team, but they can't. Yeah. And I, I think there's a natural bias against Tua from a lot of people. And so something like that is going to be hard for him to overcome. That's why there's, there's a bias for so, Lamar Jackson. So, where so his C- numbers are nowhere near Tua's. Right. And so where if, are CJ? Where does CJ fall CJ, into this? CJ's a rookie, so they'll, they'll, they'll kind of – I mean, for MVP, doesn't have the wins – doesn't have rushing stats if you want to compare him to, to others. But 14-1 and one is a really big deal, and right now he's on pace for, you know, coming up on 30. T- if he can get to, like, 30 touchdowns, three interceptions, which is extraordinarily hard, uh, and we're asking him to – we're asking no teams to make adjustments to him 
or for him to have a, a bumpy time at all. But if he did, if he went 30 and three, that, that's Russell Wilson stuff. If he went 30 and three and threw for, you know, 3,800 yards, God forbid, 4,000 yards. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. And it, he would have to win. He'd have to get to double digits. There's a lot of things working against him. And yeah, no regression to the mean at all. We're coming off a game where we're coming he was off spectacular. His, the two yeah. games before, he didn't reach 200 yards. So that's that's what I'm talking about. Because if it if he if he goes up to Cincinnati against a really good defense who hampered Josh Allen all game, and he by the way, two starting cornerbacks were out, got hurt for Tampa also. So if we're MVP candidate this week, sure, because of what he did and the landscape. But he goes to Cincinnati, a good defense, and he puts up a, a game like he did against Carolina. Is he still an MVP candidate? And, but but I'll just say, it, 14, 14 to one. 1 is a rare number. for. It's never <clears> – <throat> I, I read the stats yesterday. A rookie th- so far – this far through a season, no rookie has been a .4 interception rate. Uh, usually you're in the you're in the threes. Well, Pat Mahomes, he's tied Pat Mahomes for most touchdowns without a second interception. As a rookie, as it, it's to start their career. Yes. Oh yeah, to okay. Start their career because right now the second best rookie run of interception through eight eight games was point nine by Dak Prescott. Point four is the best ever. It's the best ever. He's doing a lot of best ever stuff, and you know what he is doing? He's got the he's got the excitement of already being on the co- collegiate level where everyone knew him. He's got the excitement of giving Georgia fits. In a national, I mean, in a college football playoff, so he's got that excitement. He was the second pick of the draft. Everyone knows him. Um, he is really f- kind of fun in interviews. Like, uh, did you see him with Evan Washburn, by the way, after yep. the game, where he was talking to Evan Washburn? Did you guys see that Dell at all? Right after the game, he's talking to Evan Washburn, and he's like, he's really opened up. He's not. And I remember Quincy Avery telling me he's kind of a, he's a little bit. If he doesn't know you, it takes him a little while to open up to you. And he must know Evan Washburn. Because they were talking, you know, he was interviewing, he was talking, he was all happy, excited. Afterwards, he, he cocked his hand back and dapped up Evan Washburn. I don't like, know who Evan Washburn is. but the, Oh, the blonde-haired guy on the sideline at CBS? You would 100% know him if oh, okay. you saw him. Um, Dell calls him. Well, he quote, was on, unquote, who was he on with? Dell yes, calls sir. him the Aryan. I've never called him yes, that. You, do. Why you, you don't even know who he, he is. Now I ho- called him something. He, called him he doesn't know who he is, yeah. and now I've called oh, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Dell he Dell looks a little bit like Homelander. God, what the yeah. lies? See, I remember you. A little I remember bit. You Look, I, that so the Homelander is talking to the brat. Who he was? But I remember. Let's don't deflect. You called that man the brat. Apologize. You yeah, did. I did yesterday. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I said play Brat music coming back. <laughs> That's not an apology. So, um, so uh, listen, CJ was on yesterday. On he was on with on ESPN yesterday doing a doing a live deal, a, a Zoom deal on 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 there. Listen, he's going to he is right now catching so much love, so much love that we hope. And he's got, he's so grounded in his religion and his faith. That he is, I'm hoping that it doesn't, you know, actually go to his head how just where he's at and how how unbelievably great this is. I was sitting behind Will he, Anderson last night. By the way, Will Anderson noticed, was on the court last night. I will say you haven't noticed when Tim Tebow. See, Tim Tebow must not have been cool enough because Tim Tebow. You're right. He is up there with Tim Tebow. Yeah, he in is. In terms of his faith, he is. The way he professed it, and I think his father was a a, a pastor, was a religious man. Well, he, you, you know, you notice at the end or at some point during his post game interview, 
it is going to be about God. To yeah, start, it was the first. But he seconds. does a squabble dance when he scores instead of doing the kneel. So yeah, so he's not as annoying as Tebow because Tebow would always. Yeah, kneel. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You don't want to um, like at some point cut off the Christ and let's get a little bit of. Yeah, and dance with Tank. Yeah. yeah. You got to get a dance. We, no, we never, we're not going to just cut, cut off the Christ. Christ? Well, I mean, that's like, what I'm saying. Uh, I think people like it better when you. They like. Gonna, who cares like, what people like? Okay. Well, Tim Tebow. Well, if you want to be MVP, you better care what people like. Yeah. You, Tim you Tebow gotta, was MVP. But can you dance? Probably. Can you do a NFL, dance? Probably. Did Tim Tebow ever do a dance? No. Uh, on the field? No. He no. kneeled. No. See, but, the, why are you comparing CJ to Tim Tebow? Because they're both Christ. They're both, they both brother, they brothers in Christ. off their interviews. And in there, no, I'm just saying it, it's the perception of people. Yeah. He does it a lot. Well, speaking of perception, uh, there are some, there is, uh, the yes two's taking a lot of hits. We'll talk about that in some more <laughs> on the other side, right here on ESPN 97. <laughs> right now, the though, guy who runs it's like, I never said, why did y'all make this a thing? It's not. Let's talk about your patio first. All right, Texas Custom Patios. Uh, put some, uh, I put some more alcohol. I've got a bottle of Maestro Bell in there. I added some uh, some whole garden beer in there, something I had it from Amsterdam that I found yesterday, and I put that in there. And I'm going to be out there tonight. I can tell you that already. We're doing tonight. We're doing burgers, and I hope we're not doing this chicken pot pie that my daughter got conned into with the with the samples. You're the adults. What do you she mean you samples. hope so? I know, but my wife may have decided because I know that we're doing fajitas. I'm going to Pete's Fine Meats. I'm getting those fajitas, best I've ever had. And I'm getting the fajitas marinated. I'm getting the uh, uh, the burgers. And that's what we need to be doing out on that grill at Texas Custom Patios. i got the TV out there. Snacks is watching basketball videos about how to play against the 2-3 zone. He was watching that and practicing. That's what I love. I love that he turns it on and he's out there. with It's all jacked up. The volume's all jacked up. And he's listening to how to defeat 2-3 zones for his high school basketball team while he's practicing. And, uh, you know, for me, I'm out there with the drink watching games or streaming shows. But however you do it is how you do it. I don't care. Have your friends come over. If you've got neighbors you love, have them come over. And y'all sit around and watch games, man. Watch Watch our pro football team. Watch college football. Watch your basketball team. It looks like it's got a chance to be pretty good. Enjoy your family time. Have Thanksgiving outside if the weather's nice on your outdoor patio and living space. You've got fire pits that you can have installed. You've got uh, fireplaces. Of course, incredible outdoor kitchens. And they do swimming pools as well. It's never too early to think about a swimming pool here in the city of Houston. It's TexasCustomPatios.com. That's TexasCustomPatios.com. ESPN 97.5. Currently in the Veritex Community Bank Studios, one is a renowned forensic blood splatter expert. The other, an appointed master of haberdashery. It's John and Lance. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. So... I mean, the second game of the season, or maybe third game of the season, the, the S2 the S two was under fire, okay, by I don't know how many people tweeted it out that, you know, the, the S, oh, how's that S2 working out? Are they still in business? I think I've tweeted that. But anyway. <laughs> um, uh, many people, listen. They were under attack, the failing S2. Well, the failingness is it something with the way that he's playing after the reports of his S two score, and he said, and CJ said, "Listen, I'm a football player. I ain't a test taker, okay." And you know what? He's I love his he answer. Is. Yeah, he's he's had some great answers. Yeah, really. I, I'm just telling you, man. He's 
He doesn't seem petty. And he has two guys, you know, so I spent an hour talking to Brendan uh, uh, Haney, Haney, I think it is, who is a co-creator. And I know his background and the other co-creators. They started it with uh, baseball is how it's used a lot for whether or not guys can recognize the spin of a pitch. Can they can they manage their uh, uh, their impulse control on like sliders away, stuff like that. They work with teams to see who's got that naturally and who needs to work on that. They worked with uh, another college team about, you know, I can't say the team, but uh, a team that had heavy drug usage on it, high, uh, college football team, and they tested guys' S2 scores before the the they got clean and after they had uh, negative results over a certain time, and the scores, imagine that, went up, like this huge percentage. But we talked a lot about the S2, and, and he said, look, first of all, S2 is not – it's not an intelligence test. There's plenty of really intelligent people who don't necessarily score well, although a lot of times you will because there's just a sharpness. Like that skill level also translates into being able to retain information, but it measures three different factors. It measures decision-making, uh, which involves risk-reward, um, which you know some guys are gunslingers, some guys aren't. It measures how quickly you can process uh, um, uh, visually when you see something on the test there's a machine and it shows you something and you got to make quick decisions boom boom what the decision is and it measures i think the other one is uh the third one might have been spatial relationship i can't remember and they use it for fighter pilots there's a lot of things it's used for and it's and it's been extremely accurate uh for the most part especially in football now a good s2 score doesn't mean you'll be a good quarterback but a bad s2 score has been fairly predictive of guys who have a hard time except Except now, I also think this offense more than any. You don't have to make quick boom boom decisions. Although um, he is, um, yeah. I mean that, that I, touchdown, I, the final touchdown pass to Tank Dell was yes, and perfect. That's, and that's and, and that's anticipation and recognition of space. Not only that, but he went boom left, fire right, right and a so, perfect throw. So this is why people make too much about they made too much about the S two because they will tell you it's not. It's just a tool. It's one thing that teams can use or not use or put heavy stock in. I know some teams that put heavy stock in it. I know, obviously, the Texans did not. But what this is going to do is open some teams' minds to, okay, let's not rely on this as a secret sauce because the one thing that is the hardest position to evaluate in all of sports is probably a quarterback. And that's why you can't – I know everyone hopes to find a secret metric or a secret – you know, oh, S two. This is our this is our secret. This I know teams who are really pissed that that guy Brandon Heaney was out doing interviews with us, with uh, the Athletic, with other people because they, they they said this is our little secret and you're ruining it. You're making you know letting everyone know about it, and now um, and now maybe it's going to open people's eyes to okay, we know that this has been fairly predictive, but what did it miss with C J Stroud? Well, what's the difference? What's so? So now it's just it's just like any other tool. You got to go back and reevaluate. There's nothing wrong with the S two. The S two is a is a good test, but it's not supposed to measure if a guy is going to be a good quarterback. People people put that on the S two. That that really wasn't even fair to those guys. Too many people did that, and then some people jumped to conclusions when the S two test was brought up because you know you're going to fight about stuff quickly on the internet. People are a bunch of know it alls, but a lot of people didn't actually find out what the S two really was. And what it's supposed to be, um, it's not going to be the be all end all on the quarterback stuff. And if anything, C.J. Stroud is really uh, C.J. Stroud is making is going to have to make teams go. Okay, 
you know, we're relying heavily on S2 scores. Now we may have to look at, like, how did it miss on C.J. Stroud? Because it looks like it missed. It missed. Now, how much of that is Bobby Sloak's offense? Or what? I don't know. But C.J. as a player is a good player. There's, it's hard to get around it. it. Do you see a regression coming? I mean, Brock Purdy did stuff like this uh, last year. Not the numbers, but Brock Purdy looked really good, and then he's regressed. But I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he doesn't have a very strong arm. The windows get real tight on him. I don't think that's the case with the more talented physical specimen. No, but it is, it is a little bit concerning. It is a little bit concerning that Brock Purdy has regressed like this and and been as poor as he's been the last few weeks. Although, that's Mr. Irrelevant coming out, and this is the number two pick That's what in the I'm draft. saying. There's a reason Brock Purdy went where he yeah, went. Yeah, right, right, right. And if you watched his tape, you would know it, it wasn't good in college. And he's and part of it is physically. He, he doesn't have the physical abilities that C.J. Stroud does. Yeah, right. C.J. can actually throw complete passes, unlike Tebow. That is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, Tim Tebow was Jesus' MVP. He was. Tim Tebow represented Jesus well, well and still does. I don't know if he has his M- yeah, Well, maybe. I don't know about his MVP. I don't know who Jesus' MVP is, but uh, I don't think Jesus has a vote. Do you think Peter was his MVP? Probably. Or his mother. Yeah, but Peter's like the Babe Ruth of... Was his, maybe his mom was his MVP. Mary. Yeah. That's well, Jesus yeah. said that's the real MVP. Well, she's, she's and it's just like Kevin Durant. She ain't and Kevin MVP, Durant also MVP long wiry body. Yeah. Uh JG only sits in seats where the food and drinks are brought to him, man of the people. That's not true. I sat where I had to go to the bar and get my own Coors Light. That's where I sat. It was yeah. cart path only at the Rockets game for you? It was not cart path. I, I don't hate going to the to the <laughs> okay. to the bar and get my own beer. No. <laughs> no, it's not anything like cart path only. No. Thank you. Say Osmus. Say Osmus. No, Arch. I'm don't, not going to say Osmus. Don't, don't do it. So he throws his shoe. No. No. Um, and you already know retirement is on the line for me. Uh, S2 is going to roll into the 2024 draft with some sweet discount codes. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Discount codes. Yeah. Not, hey guys, you want some S two scores? Here's your discount code. Nice, Jackie. Standing I have outside a, um, in, in in Las Vegas <laughs> handing out flyers. Twenty percent off yeah. on this disc on this S two code. Okay. Um okay. So oh it's seven fifty six. Let's take a break here on ESPN ninety seven five. Catch it up on our break. Seven oh three seven eight oh three seven seven six. Jack, you want to get in, talk Texans, anybody else? You want to talk Rockets? You want to talk Cougs? How about them Cougs? How about, hey, a couple of upsets last night in the first night of college basketball. Uh-huh. Including the, on the women's side. On the women's side and the men's side. Uh, so, But not the Cougs. Cougs kicked some ass. So we can talk about that as well if you want to get in. 713-780-3776. Right now we're talking about HRP, and I'm talking about, speaking of Cougs, that's Mike Holly, his business. Mike Holly block for Andre Ware. Mike Holly is a great Coug, loves his Cougs, and will continue to lo- love his Cougs. He, uh, Chris Fisher. Is his right hand. He loves his Aggies. They love Aggies. Yeah, I'm sure they've got Rice guys working there. They got Texas guys working there. It doesn't matter what school you went to. That doesn't matter. What matters is that they're going to get you your payroll and they're going to get you your HR better than anybody else's. They're going to do it perfectly every single time. It's what they do. And they're going to do it more economically than you can do. I continue to say this. You're selling your widgets. You don't know about the Affordable Care Act. You don't know I mean, you're not a payroll expert. Are you? Oh, well, I can sign these checks. That's great. But can you do it? How many people does it take to do it? How, you know, commissions, salary, um, uh, 
compensation, whatever compensation, whatever way you you compensate your people, it, it doesn't matter. HRMP is there for us. We have a bunch of different ways that people salary get that they get paid hourly, and and HRMP does it perfect every time. You don't do this. You don't know about this. They do. Let them do it and let them help you uh, save your business a bunch a bunch of money. So if you're looking for the best way to get into this thing, HRP.net two eight one eight eight zero sixty five twenty five or HRP.net. ESPN 97.5.